All right, we are live. <clears throat> Previously on Droughtland. Amidst the most intense rainstorm in recent history, Postmaster and radical Evan Brewer leads a band of survivors out of the depths of Backerholt Mine. Aboard a ramshackle pull-together of an airship made of scraps, Evan Brewer and Kietel Shea keep their small group together, a group of 12, including the blacksmith friendly and Dr. Kira Obara. Meanwhile, the Cooper twins return to the Gemini, together with Harold Crimp, Salatra and Katarina Kuist, and a whole mess of survivors and Minutemen, the Coopers find the Gemini surrounded by Desert Sun's berserkers, stalled and despondent, standing in a suspect stupor. Upon parking the airship and entering the Gemini through an upstairs balcony, Coriander, Lavender, and Harold find the place full of scared, desperate survivors huddled together under the mysterious protection of whatever aura blankets the Gemini in tranquility even as the city burns around it. As always, I'm your narrator, Jay Muskrat, reminding you that Droughtland is intended for adult audiences only, and listener discretion is advised. And now, without further ado, thanks for listening, and welcome to Droughtland. Chapter 31, Secrets of the Gemini. Welcome back to Droughtland, everybody. Thanks for joining. I'm here today with our two most intrepid, uh, most um, bro-y kind of, I don't know. What, do you, what, what defines you guys as a, as a unit? Yeah, you're not really that much of friends yet. So Solidarity. Solidarity. Okay. Uh, necessity. That's the mother of that's the mother of evolution. solidarity. I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> okay, so uh, who do we have starting us out today? Um, Kiatl Shea, played by Kalen. Hello, Kalen. Welcome. How are you doing? Who do you have to your left? Hi, I'm Josh, also known as the character Evan Brewer. And of course, I'm your narrator, Jay Muskrat. So with you two, where we left off last week, you had just crested over the top of the the pit that is Backerholt Mine. You guys are back in the proverbial sunlight, uh, even though it is late in the evening, the sun is mostly gone and there is a torrential storm going on. And as you guys crested over the top of this, you were able, unfortunately, to look down and see that uh, not only has a huge portion of the city fallen into Backerholt as part of the collapse earlier in the day, but the whole city is now under siege by the Desert Sons, who have brought 
in an unknown number, but several Zeppelins full of cultists here, and they're laying waste to the town. You can see that on one end of the town, there's uh, the company headquarters, where the company's security agents have set up this really hard line of defense, and they've got the Desert Suns running at them, basically, and that's a war zone. On the other side of town, you have the big megastructure known as Home, which houses most of like where you grow the um, the rice and the other crops for Backer Holt. It's a union-run sort of community center. There's a lot of different things there. You guys would know for sure Home is where is the where heart is. They would take the kids and like the elderly and stuff like that. Hmm. And you can tell that it is under siege by the Desert Suns. They are there are lots of them running over there. Doesn't sound great. You can see that there are the Union Minutemen over there and defending it, but the Union Minutemen are like spread super thin already. And again, the, the Minutemen are miners who are you know volunteering to their lives on the line to mostly do like search and rescue like they're mostly there for um mine collapses and things like that so what we are going to do is we're going to you guys have taken a look at the surface level map um you guys have a good understanding of where everything is positioned basically for everyone at home you guys can go to at droughtland pod on twitter or instagram there will be a post with this episode's title on it and uh, you can scroll over and see these these maps that we have drawn out and kind of get a good understanding of where everything is going on but we do still play theater of the mind so we'll make sure that it's easy to listen to either way so basically backer hold is a giant pit in the center on one side uh there's the the company headquarters and on the other side is this mega structure called home there's zeppelin ports there's some silos and there's a big company town that fills in everything else uh, running along the perimeter of backer hold the city is a uh, like 35 foot tall, 10, 15 feet thick cement wall, and uh, it looks like it's taken a lot of damage from the earthquakes and stuff like that. So, Evan, Kettle, where do you guys want to try and take this this thing? You're basically it's falling apart, so you got to land it pretty quick. But you can like try and tilt it towards uh, like home, or you can try and tilt it towards the headquarters. Which way do you want to go? I think we need to uh, get closer to home. Home is good. Okay. So we have established that at this point the, th- the craft is falling apart, but I think you guys can all, without having to do any more checks, kind of as a unit, you guys are going to like cut one of the balloons and it like lurches down and then like it's, you know, you, you start to descend over one of the streets and you're like, wait, 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 and then cut another balloon and there's a big lurch and like you guys slowly do that and then like skid down to a stop and the bottom of it, like this, all of this dilapidated wood that's been held together and like falling apart just starts to hit and like grind and you guys all kind of like push each other off and jump off of this thing and like roll onto the street as it collapses now there's no big like massive explosion because it's not packed full of tnt or anything but there's like a nice big loud crash however in the din of the battle around you guys it's completely elephant uh, farting in the middle of a tsunami yeah for <laughs> sure for sure there's so much and i mean the rain itself would be enough on most occasion to have turned the entire energy of the town in on itself it's such a rarity but you combine the rain with everything else that's happened today whoo so is the would the rainwater be fouled as well uh no rainwater is fresh which is why moisture harvesters tend to go um harvest it from the clouds which is why rain is especially more rare one of those bad corporation things that aren't isn't actually helpful they just think they're being helpful kind of like bottled water yeah so don't give me sorry about 
Where are you guys going? All right, now that we are somewhat safe. I just want to get out of the open right now, I think. I I, I'm sure that all of you looking around can tell that whoever wins this, this battle between the Desert Suns or the company, they still have the Kelvec to deal with. So Backerholt, as far as I'm concerned, is dead. There's We're like not going to survive. A, when you say that, like everyone in the group, like I would say, you guys have found an alley or something, right, to like hunch down in because there's only okay. uh, a nice. dozen of you guys. When you say that Backerholt is dead, there's like a definite look on everyone's face. Where like I think everyone had sort of known that, but to have someone say it, particularly, is just this this overwhelming sense of like oh we're out and then it's like oh no we went from the frying pan into the literal fire and uh, as there's like that moment of silence Friendly says uh, I think I think we all should listen to Evan I think we've lost enough today and I think uh, I think Evan's gonna be the one to get us out of here and he looks over at Obara she's kind of shaken but like she looks over at at Evan and then she looks over at Kietel she takes a step closer to Friendly kind of leans in to him a little and uh, she she just silently like nods, and then uh, she like looks down and notices for the first time that he's bleeding, and she's like, and Liam's pulls his shirt up a little and starts to patch up his wound. So she's taking care of that. Evan. All right, and I'm, I I apologize for being so blunt, but when we are in a very serious situation, we need to make sure that we are as sober as we possibly can be with our decision making. So there are a couple of things that we. There's just do. wild dogs in the streets. It's fine. First, we need to get some people to try to collect as much of this rainwater as they can because we're going to need water and hydros and food. The food, and we can probably get doodly by going to home because I'm sure that the weak, the children are probably there, that we need to do, our, do what we can to help secure their fate and not leave them to these rampaging marauders both of the company and the desert sons friendly like nods and obara takes like looks at you and for the first time since i think since you slit augury's throat and she like kind of gives you a solid nod like you're actually saying something that she's listening to and then we need to get the fuck out of here now there's really only two places that would be viable for our little band of however many we can survive and get out Inglesfeld and Dufrar. Does anyone here have friends, family, connections in either of those two? And either way, we're going to be going through hostile territory. So we'll need to make sure that we have weapons, armor. So Friendly is like wincing as Obara patches him up and uh, he says, well, I do have some contacts in Inglesfeld. I know... Uh, the Cooper sisters, they they uh, they know some people there. Ruben, uh, Ruben did flights back and forth to Inglesfeld quite a, quite quite a bit. And uh, frankly, if nobody has gone to let Inglesfeld know, they should probably be apprised of the fact that we've got this all going on. Because uh, I think if the deserts, the desert suns, take a win here, I don't think they they're gonna stop. I think they're probably gonna gonna go for one of one of those places next either Dufar or Inglesfeld what about the central cities 
that may be a long-term Friendly goal just that laughs. we can try to yeah. get to, but it's uh, we're in no position to even consider that. Friendly point. laughs, but as like Friendly laughs, Obara kind of chuckles. Um, but I would say uh, Tub, uh, Tub's like steps forward a little. It's like, but, but why is that such a dumb idea? Like, there's the Central City's presence. What? If, well, it's not that it's a dumb idea, Tub, but that is a long-term goal that we because we need to have. Do you really want to cross the desert for... Why don't we just go to the company? They're, we could go to the company headquarters. Did you They've see got their the security line forces. that they created and they're shooting not only the Desert Suns, but also others? I, We don't know that they they're shooting have, us. Pretty I can sure. guarantee that they do not have our best interests at heart. I have fought these fuckers my entire life. Tub looks like pretty on the fence, so go ahead and make a persuade for me. Um, I would say since this is like the anti uh, you, the anti company thing that your zealot would apply as well and your charisma, um, there it's going to be just against his role, uh, their role. So let me know what you got. Eighteen. Uh, they got negative six. So. <laughs> <laughs> So Tub shuts Yikes. the fuck right up, um, and everyone else like w when you shut Tub down, anyone else who kind of was like, yeah, like that sounds good. Whenever they were talking, uh, kind of also shuts up, and there is a general sentiment of, of like fuck the company in yeah. this in this particular group. All right, so I'm of the belief that no one man should make the decisions for everyone. We have a very good reason to go to Ingelsfeld that our friend and brother. Friendly has given us. Is there any reason that anyone can see that we should go elsewhere other than Inglesfeld first to warn them, get the connections with the people that we know? So um, I will answer first off in a bit of meta knowledge way, which is that there are like there are fuel depots mm -hmm. um, on the tops of mesas scattered around the wasteland between like here, Dufar, Inglesfeld, which kind of make a big triangle. Mm -hmm. um, so in that area, there are there are different places that are like human run or Calvec run mm -hmm. that would be mm -hmm. at danger. However, they're always at danger from the yeah. desert suns. Like that's always the oh. case of this. So no one in the crowd says anything like for Dufar. Like when you ask about Dufar, there's just like silence. Like nobody hasn't, not in a bad way, just nobody yeah. knows anyone there. All right. So with that said, let's all vote. So, I who all voting for Inglesfeld? Friendly, like, and he raises his hand as well. Aye, aye. Uh, a couple of the others raise their hand. Uh, Obara raises her hand slowly. Kietel, I ain't got a problem with it if it gets me out of this burning shit bag. When Kietel says that, the rest of the group raise their hand, so they're all fine with that. So Evan Brewer, you are now a fire team leader, if you will. So you have twelve people. Sorry, thirteen people total, including. We have Evan, Kettle, Rin, Obara, Friendly, Tub, Deidre, Simone, Doug, and uh, four as of yet unnamed uh, no faces. Currently, they're the plain face Legos, but they might get a better Lego face later. Um, <laughs> if they're useful. Yeah, if they're useful. Uh, well, first of all, who here knows how to use weapons sufficiently? Friendly raises his hand, and then uh, somebody roll me a D4. No, D6. Let's go with D6. Four. Four. Okay, so four. Roll Each of you roll me two D12 and give me those numbers. Those four individuals are going to be the ones. Because I've got I've got all 12 of you guys Seven. written down on a sheet. 
So seven. Five and six. Okay. Uh, I rolled a three. Okay. So Rin raises her hand, Tub raises their hand, Deidre raises their hand, and Simone raises their hand. Okay. Uh, and friendly. So that's uh, that's pretty good. That's more than half the group. Okay. Uh, Doug looks overwhelmed, and Tub doesn't look super certain. Deidre and Simone and Ren all say like, well, um, we're actually, we are Minutemen. We just weren't obviously, oh, nice. weren't able to rally, oh, but well. yeah, so we are, we're pretty good. Okay. Well, those of you who are trained and obviously you're well-trained, I'm mm-hmm. obviously better than the company. You just don't have the resources. Simone um, is like six foot tall and like black with like long hair pulled back. And she has these big rainbow boots. And mm-hmm. she like looks over at Deidre. Stomping she's like, boots. We're, yeah, like stomping boots. And she's like, yeah, we, we know what we're doing. <laughs> and like they kind of chuckle. Kietel, do you want to come with me to home? To... Yes. Okay. So we will go to home and try to secure as much as we can okay. and both people and resources. Disregarding all safety, I twirl my pistol around. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly. I want you and the rest to set up some barrels or find some skins, whatever you can muster to collect as much rainwater as you can. Shouldn't some of us maybe get one of the Zeppelins? Because we need a way out of here as well. Do you think that you Not can secure? Bad idea. Do you think that we can secure the Zeppelin though? I I don't know. We'd have to go either around the 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 Union Town, or we'd have to go over Is around there a the shop that sells those clockwork bikes. Harold's got one of them. Uh, one won't work, though, because yeah. here, here's the thing. I am planning. I, I don't know if we'll be able to get a Zeppelin, so I'm planning worst case scenario in case we have to walk the desert. Friendly Are actually like ride them? his like fully lights up for a second. He goes, wait, Ruben's Ruben Zeppelin. Ruben Zeppelin. Ruben Zeppelin. He did, I mean, he's not a full owner, but he flew it in. It's got to be around here somewhere. All right. Um, you pick who you want and who you trust, and see if you can find that. Because if we, if we can get if we can secure that, yeah. that will be much better for all well, of us. Well, and we can grab some if we take Ruben's Zeppelin. It'll hold a bunch of people. So, <coughs> Obara and I can uh, we can grab some people along the way. Maybe we'll grab some other Minutemen and uh, maybe Absolutely. some civilians. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so who do you want to take with you then? And I'll, I'll take the rest. Do you, you want me to take Obara? I think, uh, he coughs Obara. a little bit of blood and spits it on the ground. So Obara, obviously our friend is needing as much help as he can, but we don't know the condition of the people that we're going to be finding at home. So she, uh, she steps closer to friendly. She says, um, I, th- I think I should probably take care of, uh, his wound and, uh, I, I could probably be useful with the, the Zeppelin and she okay. kind of trails off. That's perfectly fine. Uh, like I said, wherever you will be, your services will be greatly needed and appreciated. So whatever you and feel Rin, is best. And Rin raises her hand slowly and says, I, I hate to leave, Evan, but um, I, I'm i still the only pilot in the group, so... No, of, of course. I should probably go with them. I think that's a good idea, yes. And she steps forward. Now, there's enough of a few guns that... Uh, Rin is going to grab one. Uh, she hands one to Friendly, um, and they like kind of lock and load, and they're getting getting their little group ready. So who else do you want to send? Didn't Friendly still have the spring lock from It uh, jammed a, way ba- a ways back, and it has never gotten repaired. He has not had a moment to repair it. Uh, before you give that gun to Friendly, uh, 
can you fix his gun that he jammed? He said, uh, friendly looks at you and then looks at Kettle and he goes, I'm sorry, Evan. <laughs> and he pushes Obara back. He like raises to his full height and he's like massive. He steps forward and says, are you asking my competitor to fix my gun? Friendly. friendly. No. Listen to your coughing. Look at your wound. Friendly, friendly. I'm your former apprentice. I I know that he you are more than back. capable, but I want to make sure that we have as least stress on you as possible because I want to make sure that you are in top condition for everything that's coming before us. And just think you get to insult my handiwork when I'm done with it. As you say that, Friendly, like, pauses for a second. And Kettle, your former master, steps forward. He pulls out a clockwork pistol, which is a highly advanced piece of firearm technology from uh, the central cities. It's capable of firing a smaller projectile um, multiple times. Just every time you pull the trigger, just bam, 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 bam. Sounds useful. Uh, For those of us who know weaponry in the modern age, it's basically a broom-handled Mauser, uh, like World War II style. And uh, he reaches, he like looks down at it, fondles it for kind of a second. It's got a nice scope at the top and you can tell that like the the um, feed is jammed and like the clip has like stopped actually feeding all the way up, and uh, he like looks at it. And goes, well, it's a it's an easy fix. I can, and then he reaches it out and hands it to you and asks you take it. You get a flashback to like when you worked with him at his shop, and you feel like the heat of the bellows and all that. And he was a, a younger man, angrier, with a lot of drinking and kind of always had whiskey on his breath. And he is grabbing I'm sensing some antonyms. He's pulling he's pulling a gun from your hand, a, a, just a ball and pin pistol that you're that you've just finished forging the barrel from. And he's like pulling it and he's grabbing the pieces that you're trying to fit together and he's like, No, you're not doing it right. You never listen, you never listen and like that starts to like resound in your head over and over as you take this gun. Go ahead and make your roll, but you're going to be at a negative. What's your willpower? It's going to be five minus your willpower is your negative. So what's your My willpower? My willpower is three. Okay, so your negative is only two. So right. go ahead and make it's an intelligence and mechanics. Uh, it would be mechanics, clockworks, or gun crafting, whichever you have. Well, that's a ten on the dice. Yeah. Ten on the dice, blow it up. And five. And a five. So, so that's a fifteen plus, plus your intelligence? Yeah, so eighteen. It's eighteen? So you you take your master's gun and you and just, just pop feel, it right open. Yeah, just immediately like your fingers know what to do. You slide the catch back, you pop the clip out, you see like one of the springs that feeds the bullets up into the actual firing mechanism has been like warped and bent and you stick a little pinky in there and pop it out and the whole thing just immediately like resets and you slam it in and hand it back to him. What do you say as he takes it and like a look of true Impre- like, what's the word? For, not impression. Impressedness. I think this would be a good time to actually use unironically awe. Yeah, I would say awe. Yeah, light, light awe, reserved awe, but respect. That's the word. Respect. What you've looked for for quite a while. A series of people that have disrespected you, and this is one of <laughs> the dominoes that's falling. Shoot. There's a heavy silence yeah. as you search for words and I'll he you searches on the for words. And say, Good job, friend. 
And as Evan pats you on the shoulder and then he turns to direct others and uh, friendly, like, just looks down at the gun and he looks up at you and he says, well, I might have been wrong about you, boy. And then he just slides it into his holster and turns back to his group. And that is where we'll have to get to check on the other group, guys, because we've got a bunch of other survivors in another part of town who are dealing with their own stuff. So stay with us. We'll uh, we'll be right back with Salacha, Harold, Lavender, and Coriander. Back at the Gemini, Harold, as you stand and these people swirl around you, rushing uh, uh, down the stairs and into the room and like people are beginning to pair off, you see Fernando in the corner, you've rushed over to check on him, uh, Lavender, Coriander, you guys are in the main um, like dining hall of the Gemini, this packed with people um, immediately you see your staff they begin looking to you guys sort of for direction and control immediately I'm going to calmly uh, go back behind the bar and pour a bunch of shots just a bunch of shots <laughs> nice um, people immediately like begin to swirl around the bar and they're all like grabbing shots and, and I'm taking throwing them, out like, beers and throwing out shots yes, we gotta get rid of everyone. most of the shit anyway let's go <laughs> everyone is like uh, hell yes and like it, like uh, TT was behind the bar and he's this big black guy and he was like oh, uh, I'm sorry Miss Coriander I didn't know if you'd want us uh, giving out the inventory or not I actually had that idea but can't I can't take it with us at this point TT let's get it out there let's, let's make get the people, people what they need and, and realistically the more people are going to get stone drunk uh, the less people we have to worry about taking with us I don't, don't want to be that guy but like I love you Shh. I'm, I'm trying to whisper I'm mm-hmm. really not trying to it be doesn't loud. actually matter because now I see like everyone's at least safe inside. I'm gonna take advantage of the sort of like confusion of like getting the behind the bar. The, yeah, yes, and I'm gonna like beeline it to my room. Okay, well, real quick before you head out of the room, or you can head out of the room. That's fine. But like right as you enter, right as you enter the hall, um, headed back to is your room upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. It's yeah. upstairs. It's okay. Like near this so space, you'd be like, doubling back, it. basically. You guys came down past it. Yeah. Uh, but you'd I have would to doubt head you down. Even made it all the way downstairs. You have to head down like a different hallway to get there anyway. But as you head back upstairs, Lavender, um, Harold, uh, one, somebody walks up to you and decks you in the jaw. So <laughs> go ahead and roll a dodge. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Um, can I use my brawling on that? Uh, yeah, it's my... brawling. Uh, you can use brawling to try and parry Brawling and dex. Like. Okay, cool. mm-hmm. get him! That is going to be a 13. I got a 13, too, so it looks like a roll this off. This is a good old-fashioned roll off. Three, two, one, beep. Five, what'd you get? On, just on the die, just on the die. Uh, I got a four. Oh. Wait, what are the modifiers? I wonder. Yeah, know. my modifier. I'm rolling with a modifier of six, making it. Well, on a roll off, you, you just use the result of the roll, right? No, you use stats. Well, since when? Okay. Well, yeah, we then, all right. Then stats. I got a nine. What'd you get? Oh, um. An 11. Yeah, an 11, because I'm rolling with a six. Oh, suck it, okay. Dodgecker. So you Dodge are <laughs> you are able to, like, 
you are able to like knock the punch out of the air as it like flies a little bit haywire. You recognize the gentleman that swung at you as one of the upper level Minutemen, the Union Minutemen, which again are a volunteer force. And this guy's named Wadapra Tones. And he- Dappy, I need you to chill. Dappy, please, I need you to chill. Generally a fairly amicable, like, temperament about him. But you know, he would be one of the ones who'd be in charge of like, organizing on, like, with a response this big, he should be like, in charge of a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is in the Minutemen uniform, and you do see that there are a couple of other Minutemen around here. They They are like, positioned at the doors and stuff like that. Cool. So, can I fucking help you, Dappy? You fucking bastard. What? You had all that fucking shit in your goddamn saloon the whole time. First off, my parents were married, not a bastard. (laughs) Second off, there are forces at play here that neither of us understand. Uh, I I fucking understand that my men could have used that shit. And then if we'd known about it, the fucking company comes in here and they fucking take it all. Okay. I need you to go ahead and take this up with Friedrich's rotting corpse, okay? Well, f- it's fucking Friedrich. Friedrich de- didn't inform you about this, not me. It, do I? I'm it, not. I'm my, about hold up, No, hey. Is my name at the top of the union list? Am I Mr. Union President? Actually, that was Evan. Evan? <laughs> no. No, no like actually, no. Evan. Evan is the leader <laughs> of a, of an a underground union, union, union inside the union. He's a counter union. Yeah. He's trying, yeah, he's trying to establish a more perfect union. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, here's an experience token for that. That was What's a really this good guy's one. Name, oh, sick, dude, sick uh, Gettysburg address reference. <laughs> <laughs> We're really getting that, uh, that 1860s crowd. All those, we the people. All those people that love <laughs> tabletop role-playing. <laughs> Our band of comedy and just, I don't know, the Confederacy. Like, everyone who liked Hamilton listens to podcasts. It's fine. Uh, this, I, the hey, guys, I resemble that. The guy's name I is, resemble that. The guy's name is, was, uh, is uh, Wadapra Tones. Doppy. Otherwise known as Doppy, apparently. I'm just going to yell over. Uh, Tones! And I'm going to toss him a beer. He, like, fully <laughs> catches it in the air open, and, open. and, like, cracks looking. it open. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wadapra goes to goes to shove you. So go ahead and, and take a make a strength check. After the beer splash all over his face? He throw, he throws the beer down. Uh <gasps> strength and brawling or just strength? Uh just strength. Just sheer strength check against uh that is gonna be a seven. He gets a nine. He's actually pretty big. Oh but I am in my uh, that's exosuit. true. You are in you are in uh, big heavy armor, mm-hmm. so he'd be at a negative, and I would say it would come down to like he he comes he goes to push you, and you like Let's lean take a back step a little back, like yeah. a step, and he goes it's like you fucking Malia when we couldn't find Frederick, and so Malia came in and she uh, took really? all the goddamn fucking shit. Can anybody understand a word this guy is saying? You fucking don't be talking. If you had met the fucking asshole that took all my teeth out. You wouldn't be fucking saying shit. I have he's, met that he guy. He spits. He's a and fucking you genius. See, like he's got tr- like bits of teeth sticking out where there should be full teeth, but they're all just like broken. Hey, Jesus, and I thought up. you were ugly before. He actually spits at you. He fully spits in your face. He says, "You motherfucker!" And he's gonna go ahead and pull out. Not like I'm gonna say he has baton. The 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 Minutemen have like uh, a non 
you know, a non-deathly baton, or at least that's the intent behind it. I'm gonna shout again. Toads! What? Stop, or we will kick you out. It is still my bar. These are my fucking people here. And he yells and and snaps his fingers, and you see all the Minutemen in the room, like, kind of turn and, like, look at him. And, like, he clearly is in charge of all these, the people that are holding the, the place right now. Cool. I'm in charge of the place. Oh. So stop. I think we have to do a pose. I'm so, down the hall, so I can't help. Yeah. Myself. Actually, upstairs. hold up. Pause. Point of order. If they go to harm Harold by, and uh, now I've been forgiven and I'm a part of the group, does no. the spell kick in? Uh, no. Yeah? Or is no, it just no. the establishment? It's, it's, just, it's just this, like, Those intending basic. to do harm to the place. Yeah, well, this thing, if, like, someone comes in with ill intent, they, they, they're going to get disinterested and walk away, right? Like, Coriander, go ahead and roll an opposed intimidation with this guy. He's got a plus two because they're already here in... in Three perverse waves, so that's a 24. You succeed by 14, so that's, like, a bunch of success levels. So he fully backs down. Yeah, what do you say? Odabra. We are all under attack, and there are women, and there are children here. The only reason we have weapons is Harold. So chill the fuck out. He says, I know there are women here. I've got one stationed over there. And one of the Minutemen, like, lifts up this massive gun. And she's like, what, uh, what, what are you talking, what's, what What? are you saying? Of course there are women here. Bunch of us work in the mine. Fuck off, okay, listen, we are, We are all under attack. There is no reason that we need to be fighting with each other right now. Right now? Also, Wadopra, you have full run of the weapons. I mean, f- fuck. You are all fucking gone. You took them all. Oh, well. Well, yeah, I would have known that if I could understand what you were saying. Roll a perception <laughs> test just to try and figure out who, he, what name he keeps saying. He's a fucking saying Taylor. Is Melina? I'm pretty sure she's in Mortal Kombat. That is a nine plus three, so 12. A 12. So you hear that he is saying Malia, and uh, you have co- what's your context level? It's like four. Either way, you would definitely context know. Is four, yeah. Malia is uh, Malia Maroto, which is the Ooh. next in line, basically after Friedrich. So if Friedrich went MIA, Top or line now. then yeah, she is. She would be in charge of the BMC security forces. So if Malia came and took all the stuff, somebody basically told her that it was there. And she came and got it all. And so now... I would assume as her position as Friedrich's right-hand man, she probably knew. Did you only have uh, one storeroom or did you have two? What con- What's your context like, level in this? Because it's four? Mm-hmm. I feel like Harold's the kind of person who would know, especially with the four contacts and the position in the bar and everything. Like, you know what's the like what the get-down is on people. And you know, as the kids are saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the kids are saying in 1978. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. She definitely does not like Friedrich. Like, they were not friends. They were not working. They were officially worked together. But point being, she probably did not learn it from Friedrich. Okay, cool. So she's got contact. Because what Friedrich was doing... The agreement between uh, with Friedrich and Damien and yourself came down to that the 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 BMC did not want to claim ownership of 
uh, stockpiled weapons, mm-hmm. and neither did the Union. So you were sort of. I was holding them as an intermediary. Right. But Friedrich was the only one really in the company. So realistically, they kind of just are their weapons. But they were also supposed to be used by the Union. Now that said, they were also supposed to be used to quell Kalvak uprising. Well, it looks like they're going to probably be used to... of our concerns right now. Yeah, I was going to say, probably going to end up being used to try to fight these fucking guys. Yeah. Unless... Do you, Dappy. What? Do you know where Melina went? Malia? Malia's fucking over with the BMC headquarters. She got them fucking barricades up. She got all the men back there. They're all fucking shooting at all these gold, the, the, the fucking dudes, the guys with the big old gyms. Okay. I might have to go over there. Okay. Um, why? While you guys discuss that. I'm just like running. Like, have I had enough time to grab? For sure. So, Lavender, you reach the upstairs. Uh, You reach your room. You can see that, like, it looks like everyone has sort of evacuated the upstairs since the um, desert starts to drop firebombs and stuff on the city. And so, everyone seems to have abandoned up up here and is packed downstairs. Now, you rush into your room. Uh, Scalpers on your shoulder. You you see across the room next to your bed the picture frame, and it is like actively glowing. It looks strained under the pressure of like this passivity field. Now you know that the basics of this spell, or the basics of this hex that you've cast, you are able to um, imbue certain hexes into iridium, and you can combine that with like diamonds and chaos gems to create basically like like essentially talisman are the most common expression of this but basically wait to ways to self-replicate or self-propagate a hex so this uh this picture frame is now cracking under the stress of of having to pacify everyone around so while while heated exchange of words can occur and and slight violence like like a slight bar brawl can occur. This field basically automatically dampens and reduces the chance of that. And it prevents anyone from being overly, like anyone from taking actual lethal action. So if somebody so attempted to try and stab go, someone, like, stand at the edge and shoot the berserkers that are like correct, because it would also oh, and they wouldn't have been guys. able to slit their throats when I ordered them to, uh, unless they were outside that. the bubble. Now go ahead and roll again an intelligence and acute or um, occult knowledge, lavender, to see if you would know the specifics of how it is working with the desert suns. Thirteen. With a thirteen, I would say you'd be able to tell. Or you would you would be able to guess that most likely whatever is being done with the hex that is happening on the berserkers via their like embedded chaos gems and all this and the and the reaction of them crushing and snorting the chaos gems is interacting with this field created by by the picture frame in a way that is causing them to basically like just wipe so like instead of them even being able to function it's this sort of cross wired thing mm-hmm. so that when they get near they're just fully like just stopping like glitch out. yeah they just Ooh. basically glitch out and stop so there like when are NPC like dozens of them standing wall, around they don't realize it's a wall so they like just keep Sims. walking into yeah. the wall <laughs> yeah or like they're basically just like a, a standing zombie horde that's waiting for something to stimulate them yeah mm. at this point. but if we walk past with like 
if someone walked past on the outside. Ooh, on the Nobody opposite side. Nobody has tried this one. yet. That's a great question. Because then we could land and just like shuffle people out. You also, well, and you guys don't know this, but Lavender, you have the thought of like, I mean, this wouldn't occur to you because you would already know this, but it does reason in your head like, that would be why none of the other Minutemen or Harold's Minutemen on the roof have begun clearing these guys out or anything like that. Because they can't. Because they're literally physically unable. Mm -hmm. So sort of a double-edged sword. When you reach out and grab the picture frame off the wall, you feel this snap and surge from your hand as you touch it, and you immediately begin to feel a lot better. You yes. uh, recall that one of the things you did years ago when you first made this frame, right after Coriander gave you the sketch of the two girls, uh, was that you embedded all of the like all the diamond to run this field, but also. A, uh, a surplus of heel like basically you put a heel into this picture frame so you can choose now to basically you 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 have the picture frame has one use of recharge essence to full and one use of HP recharge HP to full in it you can use either of those now or you can save them um, I think I need to can I so I can't do like half and half it's both so you can have both if you want to use both of them to up your self back to max you can right now but then later if you wanted to hold on to so you're saying there is one hp heal and one full essence right heal. right no. both I not need, either I need, I need to do both because of how low i am okay yeah that's fine yeah. then that's completely up to so you it's your roll? picture frame we'll have to see go ahead and roll a d100 you're looking for above a seven do I add anything to it or no? No, it's just a chance. This is just a luck chance. Um, that's a one. That's a one? Yeah. Roll it Oof. again. That's an eight. Okay. Can I can I like spell? spell N- no, it's token? just a chance okay. thing. So Lavender, as you reach out to grab this frame you see that the stress of this field has already been like holding the frame like beginning to crack the frame and it's like glowing from inside it's like this clay frame it's almost kind of ugly but like that's because it was built for function it's a little tacky (laughs) it's way too big for the size of picture that it's holding you can tell that but as you grab it you feel this energy surge into yourself you return mechanically to full hp full essence points uh but the picture frame snaps in half as you take it. Like you begin to pull it off the wall and it actually crumbles apart. Now you do see the bits, like the gems and everything hit the ground and they are wrapped together like in metal pieces. Mm-hmm. So they're physically, it's still working, but all the like, all the, all the, um, all the plaster around it has like fallen yeah. apart. It's no longer able to hold the picture or anything like that. So I can put the picture in my pocket. For sure. And I can also put the metal gemstone frame, right? Just around your neck like a giant In my pockets. I have big pockets. I have like Victorian era pockets (laughs) in my skirts. Mm -hmm. That's how I had like a wrench and handcuffs and like all these other things in my skirt pockets. So So basically you would have a... Now, you know just by the nature of this thing, the... um, the, it's not attached to the location 
but yeah. it continuing to be in a location makes it stronger. stronger. So if it moves, it will not be the same. Yeah, it's not going to be like an instant thing where everyone that you walk by is going to just stop fighting. It'll be sort of similar to like a perception filter from Doctor yeah. Who. So yeah. like you'd be more like less likely to attack those people that that are in that field than other people. But if somebody really made like if somebody really made a lot of noise or brought a lot of attention to themselves, then but they, it'd still be like a like a blessing hex at least. Uh, definitely, right? and like, uh, mechanically, yeah. it's going to allow uh, anyone in the field to make stealth checks to be ignored Ooh. or like unseen when right. moving through this town, where otherwise it would be basically like like these are going to be standard simple stealth checks instead of like massive negatives for all of the different people looking and stuff like that i have a question regarding the uh zeppelin that we're on if it goes overweight can it no longer fly or it just gets negative it gets negatives it gets negatives in handling and speed and things like that but it can go it can definitely go overweight well you you would have to probably go ask katarina like how many people she thinks she could carry on it or anyone else with zeppelin experience reuben would know for example good good reference for the man that's not there in fact, <laughs> we don't know where because he went through a fucking portal. Went through a portal. To save our lives. To save our lives. Back downstairs, Coriander, Harold, you're joined by Lavender, who now holds, uh, did, did you put everything in your pockets? So, like, have you Everything in my pockets, plus some extra stuff. Okay. What else did you grab from your room? My diamond stash. My diamond and gem stash. Oh, yeah. So, I would say you have, like... I, not, like, a ton, but, like, yeah, enough to, four like... four carats, so plus, uh, like, a plus 20. So, you, what's your bonus uh, essence right now? Bonus essence is at zero. Cause... Okay, so good. That can go up to plus twenty. Okay. And then that'll be if you to you would want to total that for your total, like add that to your uh, max. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. So the three of you guys are downstairs. Uh, Wadapra is still pretty pissed, but he's standing back waiting to hear what everyone has to say. Coriander and Harold, you guys are discussing. You know, hanging out above you is Harold and Salatra and Lavender, you would know that like this field is not gonna be big enough to encompass like the whole Zeppelin. Hold everybody, mm -hmm. yeah, so. If was... it was on the Zeppelin, it might, but like down here, it's not. That's what I'm saying, that's sort but of what I meant I by think maybe we, we just put go... everybody on the Zeppelin, like it would slow us the fuck down, but if you have that on the Zeppelin. No, mm -hmm. absolutely, but I wasn't here listening to this whole exchange, right? Yeah. Oh, because you were upstairs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you... It doesn't really matter. You come down and they brief you on what's going on. You guys are yeah. having a conversation in the corner, basically. So, guys, if we can all get back on the Zeppelin, I have something that even if we have to creep along, like, even with all these extra people, we'll still be safe. It's the portable protection charm. I'm going to write a little note to Katarina, and it just says, how many people can we fit on here and still move? Question mark. 
like not even okay. at top speed, just move. And I'm gonna ask, can you have Scalper send this up to Katarina? Oh, heck yes. Cool, go. Okay. So Scalper grabs a little, ah. with his little claw, grabs the scroll, you, and he flaps Bird. out a window. Uh, go ahead and roll a intelligence for Scalper. For Scalper? Yeah. And tracking if he has it. In the back. Fully bag again. And leaves. Um, 12. 12, okay. Yeah. He flaps out the window. Do you guys just want to wait till he comes back, or do you have anything else? I mean... I'm going to pour everybody another round of shots. Pouring everyone another round of shots. Okay, TT is, mm-hmm. is back there, and he, he's already taking care of, like, pouring all these shots. Yeah. But he uh, he pours, like, he he, pull, he pulls a rocks glass, slams it on the bar, pours it full of whiskey, and then slides it down to you, Coriander. Yes, and I drink it. TT, you're my man! <laughs> and I need to T-T. tell her, I need to ask Harold to do us a thing then. Like, yeah. What can I do for you? Harold. For some reason, the people around here listen to you when you speak. Um, no, not as much as you might think, but go on. Yeah, Flatter but me. I mean, you have you have the you have the economic power to smash them if they don't listen. So this is true. Um. <laughs> anyway, so if you could please let them know, like get their attention, make some sort of like momentous speech that they're gonna feel emotionally attached to, and tell them uh, that in the we've mi- all cutting you work off. together. Harold goes, all right, oh, that probably spikes. All right, everyone, I need, I need all, everybody to focus up over here, focus up over here. I think you all, at this point, understand the gravity of the situation we're in, right? There's like some affirmative murmurs. I said, right? Yeah, yes! yes! You hear what Dolphra goes, yeah, I guess. All right, what we're going to do is we are going to drink one more round collectively. Yeah, yeah. And she starts pouring. And I want us all to start calmly and coolly loading up onto the Zeppelin I got outside. I need everyone to be as calm and as orderly as possible. The quicker we get this done, the quicker we can get in the sky and get the hell out of here. There's a bunch of like affirmative nods and you you see like the the general sense in the room like gets to like feel better. They're like, oh, shit, there's a Zeppelin. Like, of course, there's a like, they're just Backer Holt is over. The desert suns have come in and they have ruined this place. And if it wasn't them, it would be the Calvec. We have no choice. We she must murmurs, flee. Like, the Calvec? There's a Make Calvec sure revolution sure. brewing underground. <gasps> He's right. <gasps> Make sure you realize yes. to say like it's not all Calvec. OK, like. Plus, we established earlier that the tribal ones are like pretty much either they are handing the non-established ones exactly. a gun and going, "Join us, or we shoot you, or yeah. you die." Yeah. yeah. Well, we so, didn't know what the we're not sure what the actual I mean, offer we're was. Sure. But we're pretty sure. At any rate, y'all, if we don't get out of here, we are as good as dead. And I think that I, Harold Crimp, you all know me. I have a contact yeah. of four. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> I do know Harold. That is my ship outside. If you step on that ship, you are under my purview. If you can't handle that, you walk out right now. Wadapra, like, takes a second and he looks around the room and all this, there's, like, lots of faces staring back at you, scared and smudged with mud and dirt. But, like, for the first time, probably since the Desert Suns arrived, possibly since the earthquake this morning, you see hope in the eyes of some of the people in this room and you feel like you have a chance possibly to actually help to bring some of these survivors through this experience and out on the other side. And as you finish your speech, Harold, Scalper flies back in through the window and lands on Lavender's shoulders. 
And I step up next to Harold. Lavender does. Lavender steps up next to Harold. I I move. I give the. I now give the floor to my sister-in-law, Lavender. (laughs) Lavender takes a a deep breath, and (laughs) continues. You all know me as well, and you know that. Harold and I have not had the best of relationships. So for me to be saying, I gladly fight and exist along Harold Crimp right now shows you how serious all of us are. The ones who have fed you, entertained you, amused you. Uh, the ones who have sang karaoke to you. Scalper bites your ear to get you to pay attention to him. They literally have already pulled the paper out of his clothes. There's no paper in his clothes. <gasps> Scalper bites your ear, Lavender, as you're making this speech to try and get oh, your no. attention. He, like, he's been chirping for a second and like scratching at your shoulder, and then he fully bites your ear, and you're like, like finally. Fuck. Like, and he like chirps at you and does this like squiggle thing. Go ahead and roll oh, perception. A, they, they intelligence. They fucking gen- with intelligence. Intelligence. Uh, intelligence to understand, and then add the animal companion a four, and add your willpower since you're a witch with an animal companion. 21. It's kind of difficult for you to communicate with Scalper a lot of the time because Scalper is a bird and Scalper doesn't have enhanced intelligence. Scalper is an especially bright bird that's been modified a little with some hex energy here and there. Uh, but when Scalper has something to say, they get their their point across. And you're 100% certain that what Scalper says is, those bitches took the Zeppelin. Thanks for joining everybody. As always, I have been your narrator, Jay Muskrat. In addition to myself, today's episode featured Kaylin O, not S. Liz informed me that at some point I switched to uh, an S, and his last name definitely starts with an O. Uh, so Kaylin O as Kietolche, Josh S as Evan Brewer. Elizabeth Muskrat as Coriander Cooper, Jackie B as Lavender Cooper, and Caleb Lynn as Harold Crimp. Music in today's story was used under Creative Commons license. Additional credits can be found in the episode description. Droughtland is played using Eden Studios' Unisystem, which can be found in All Flesh Must Be Eaten, CJ Corella's Witchcraft, and Terra Primate, amongst others. If you don't already, make sure and follow the show on social media. We can be found at Droughtland Pod. We'll be back with more adventure for you in two weeks with a side seven, certainty. Once again, I have been your narrator, Jay Muskrat. And remember, 1,000 is the only number between zero to 1,000 that has an A in it, which is insane. <laughs> Mentoring to take over like the karaoke someday, you know. Oh no, he's a he's a union. Oh, tones, (laughs) tones. I get it. That's funny. Boo. Do you recognize that it is? It is one of the union Minutemen. Okay. Named. Hang on, I've got it here. Pontifex Tucifer. This guy named Karth Cordwater. Karth. And he is—he's uh, high ranking in the um, in the Minutemen, so he would be one of the people in charge of everything going on. I thought Karth was the one that we shot, the one that I shot, because there was Karth and then his dumb other friend. 
Oh, Augury? Augury, yeah. Oh, thank Carson you for catching Augury. me. Oh, shit. Thank you. Unless, I mean, there can be two cars. Uh-uh. It's a small town. There's lots of Elizabeths in this world. Yep. There's there's lots at least. Of Jacqueline's, plenty of Caleb's. Not so many Josiah. No, you're right. I didn't I didn't cross what the name off of my names Josiah, list. My childhood friend, Josiah. Yeah, he's Patterson. right here. Your friend Josiah is right there. All right. I know one um, named Josiah Butterball. Childhood friend. Butterball? <laughs> Eastern Lady Pigeonton. <laughs> <laughs> And her nephew, I don't Master know. Pigeon. I <laughs> flat out refuse to watch any of these like court drama things. Yeah, I just Bridgerton's really I good. Well, it's what my brother she says. Seen it. And, but there's it's black people so... in it, which is exciting. This is true. Yeah, I just and they're the can't... ones who hold the power. That's cool. I, I just can't care about Victorian court drama. It's I just not Victorian. It's Edwardian. Is it Edwardian? It's Spencerian. They're much more Elizabethan, high waisted kind of empire. It's the empire waist. Pride and Prejudice era. I can't so, care yes. about British yes. historical. We are back in in five, four, 